the Avengers Battle the Earthriker by Otto Binder, read for you by John Wilson. Chapter 6 Mountaintop Battle Reentry came now as they slammed into Earth's atmosphere. The leading edges of the craft's wings began to glow cherry red. But the molybdenum tantalum alloy skin of the plane could withstand any air friction temperature as they slanted down toward the towering white capped Himalayas. When aerodynamic control came back at mere supersonic speed, Iron Man skillfully maneuvered the rocket ship through cloud banks and mists in the mountain system to keep hidden from watching eyes on Mount Everest. A burst of rocket power at level flight sent them gliding down into a snowfield just below the rim of Everest's peak. They landed on the retractable skids that had been lowered, plowing up a spray of snow. Parkas, anyone? asked Iron Man, pointing to the fur suits stashed in ceiling receptacles. It's cold outside, well below zero. I expect enough action, said Cap grimly, to be plenty warm. The others nodded. Hawkeye and Iron Man will stay here as planned, said Cap as they stepped out. The other three of us will approach from three directions. Goliath and Wasp will assume their fighting forms at their own discretion. Okay, this is it. With an unvoiced exchange of glances that said good luck, Goliath, Captain America, and the Wasp spread out a hundred yards apart and slowly advanced up toward the rampants of the peak. They all shivered in the icy winds, but as Avengers, they were inured to hardships and discomforts that would incapacitate other people. Cautiously, they looked over the final ridge. The mighty magnet machine came into sight first, towering high and surrounded by its eerie nuclear glow. Then, as their sight came to eye level, they saw cars, facing them with a mocking smile as he swung his gaze to each of them. Dumb coughs, he greeted them sneeringly. Did you think to sneak up on me unawares? My ultra-monitor saw your craft approach and land. I presume you have come to play the same game Iron Man did. The game of Save the Earth, which you will lose. He waved at his monstrous machine. You won't wreck my ultra-magnet, which is pulling the giant comet into its proper collision course with Earth. Even from yards away, they could see his frosty eyes flash defiantly. Five against one but I can easily hold you off. Earth's science pitted against mine is like an atom pitted against a star. We'll see about that, said Captain America gratingly, and then he raised his voice to shout, Charge! Goliath had already assumed his giant ten-foot size, and he ran forward to pick up a huge boulder weighing at least a ton. Mighty muscles propelled it straight at cars, who turned to face the oncoming juggernaut without flinching. Incredibly, striking the force-filled aura in front of him, the hard stone shattered into countless pieces. Yes, we know you're shielded from the front, came Captain America's voice behind him, but Goliath's move was only to make you face that way, while I... Having raced across the windswept rock at his super-Olympic pace, Cap was already within reach. In one headlong plunge, he hurled his body straight at Kars's back, ready to slend him off his feet with a knockout blow. Clang! Though Kars had not turned, Cap's shield met another kind of invisible shield and bounced back, nearly knocking out Cap himself. Slowly turning, Kars said softly, 
After Iron Man taught me that I was vulnerable from the rear, naturally I fixed up my force field shield to curve all around me. I am now invulnerable from all sides. Voila. His hand went to his belt. Now, Spangled Avenger, let us see if your shield can save you from my repertory of weapon rays. Lurid beams sprang forth. Purple, red, green, blue, each carrying a different form of destruction. But Cap's shield, coated by Anthony Stark's inventive genius with a super alloy impervious to known forces, deflected them all. Cap drove forward again and slammed into Cars' force field aura with such muscle-driven power that Cars, force field and all, was shoved back several yards. Ach, the Lieber! What manner of man is that? said Cars, startled. Cap was not just making a grandstand play. Out of the corner of his eye, he had seen Goliath lumbering toward the giant magnet. He had distracted Cars from turning and noticing. Reaching the machine, Goliath put his great arms around one of the steel truss support legs and heaved mightily. Could he topple the gigantic contraption? Metal groaned as Goliath grunted, straining every massive muscle. Cars heard and whirled as Captain America bounced back again from his force field. Colossal fool! shouted Cars. My disbeam will turn you into a puff of nothingness! He touched a stud on his belt and the ray sprang forth, disintegrating rock close to Goliath. My next shot, Cars warned, will get you. Ew! The last was a pained yell as something sharp jabbed into his hand before it pressed the disbeam button. Something tiny flew before his face, buzzing angrily. Some earthly stinging insect, he muttered. Then his eyes opened wide. But it seems to have human form, he gasped. Meet the Wasp, shrilled a thin voice, a member of the Avengers. I have the ability, as you can see, of shrinking to insect size. But my force shield, said Cars in a puzzled tone. How did you get past it? Simple, buzzed the tiny girl. I suspected that it's only a half shell, stretching down to the ground. But where the ground is uneven, there are small crevices under the edge of the shield. I slipped through one. She had been hovering before his face, vibrating her gauzy wings. Now she swooped down, calling back. I stopped you from shooting your disbeam at my man, and now to keep you too busy to oppose the other Avengers. A series of howls came from the alien, and he began doing a wild dance as the wasp's stingray from her wrist device stabbed him again and again all over his body. Seeing this, Captain America jumped up and yelled, Hawkeye, Iron Man, the wasp is entertaining cars. This is our chance to wreck his ultramagnet. Come on! Hawkeye and Iron Man came charging, grinning at the cavorting figure of Cars, trapped with the tiny stinging girl inside his own protective energy shell. Cap joined them, and they raced up to where Goliath was still heaving away, but unable to overturn the huge machine. Cars only has a flat shield above it, said Iron Man, pointing to where another meteor, drawn down by magnetism, spanged off the force field there. He has no complete shell around it, as with himself. That means we can wreck the unshielded machine from down here. With that, Iron Man rheostatted up his transistorized power and shot a thin laser beam from a finger of his right-hand gauntlet. The beam began slicing through steel struts, as if through butter. Hawkeye was already joyfully pulling an arrow from his quiver. Watch the blast arrow do its stuff, he sang, letting fly. Whizzing between struts into the heart of the machine, the bulbous tip of the arrow exploded violently, shattering wires and causing short-circuit sparks. 
Unable to help directly in the destruction, Captain America pointed out key sections of the machine for Iron Man and Hawkeye to aim for. And keep heaving, Goliath, he called out. The whole structure is weakening fast. With one last Herculean effort, the Man Mountain lifted one support leg clear of the ground. Then, as Iron Man burned through a connecting cable, Goliath yanked the entire leg away. Timber! yelled Cap, and they all scurried back as the towering machine began to sway and slowly topple. It crashed full length with a resounding thud that shook the whole mountain. Electric discharges flashed through the wreckage. I guess the stinging party is over, sang out the wasp, flitting down under the edge of Cars's force shell and rejoining the Avengers. Good work, boys. No more supermagnetic forces pulling that giant comet toward Earth. No, but it doesn't matter now snarled Cars, approaching and rubbing the bumps the wasp had raised on his face with her stinger. I neglected to inform you. My ultra-magnet needed only ten more minutes of operation since you arrived to pull the comet into an unalterable collision course with Earth at top speed. He grinned devilishly, and our battle took eleven minutes before you wrecked it. In other words, Avengers, you failed to stop the approaching Earth doom. To quote from Earth's French language, c'est la guerre. The Avengers looked at each other, dismayed. Cars had held the trump card after all. But just why are you here to destroy Earth? queried Captain America. Yes, said Iron Man. You boasted to me that you were Cars the Conqueror and spoke of the many galactic worlds that fell to you. Why are you switching from conquest to destruction of Earth? You may as well hear my story. Since you can't stop me anyway, answered Cars, his frosty eyes mocking them. I am from your future. Some five thousand years from now, call it the seventieth century by Earth Reckoning. My home world in that future time was in the solar system of the star you call Vega. First, as a mastermind of warfare, I conquered my own planet and people. Then, building a space war fleet, I swept out and took over all of our solar system. But even that did not satisfy me. He waved an arm dramatically as if to include the universe. I organized an intergalactic fleet of war rockets and drove out among the nearby stars. World after world fell before me and became part of my grand cosmic empire. At each planet it was Weni, Weedy, Wiki. I came, I saw, I conquered murmured Iron Man as if he were in school. Alexander, Napoleon, and Hitler were pikers compared to you, said Hawkeye. Throw in Genghis Khan, too. Ignoring him, the alien warlord went on. In times spreading out from my corner of the Milky Way, I ruled half the galaxy, a total of ten thousand inhabited worlds. Ten thousand worlds, murmured Cap in awe. It was on a scale so vast the human mind could hardly comprehend it. I was still young, continued Cars, and my ambition was no less than conquest of the entire galaxy with its 20,000 inhabited planets. But something blocked my plans. Aha, uh -huh, spoke up Hawkeye. You ran into a world tougher than yours, with a war fleet you couldn't lick, eh? Huh? Javol, spot out Cars, his face darkening. This other world had a technology superior to my own. They had super science weapons that decimated my fleet. 
crushed my power and smashed my hard-won empire. That world, whispered Cap, suddenly drawing in his breath. Was it called Earth? The others started in blinding insight. Thank you.